This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 2036, How to Renew Your Relationship Instead of Getting Bored, by Raika with tinybuddha.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me once again here on ORD, the podcast where I, Greg Audino, read to you from different blogs that discuss how to improve your relationships. Today's comes from Tiny Buddha, which covers all kinds of content, not just relationships. The site is definitely worth checking out. But for now, let's hear this one about how to renew your relationship rather than getting bored with it as we optimize your life. How to Renew Your Relationship Instead of Getting Bored by Raika with tinybuddha.com Quote, Practice random beauty and senseless acts of love. That's by unknown. We can grow comfortable in our romantic relationships. In the first six months to a year, It's all excitement and an adrenaline rush at the mere fantasy of skin touching. But after two years, you really do have to work to keep the romance. Life can get a little routine and formulaic. You do certain things on certain nights of the week, together or apart. The love is still there, but the accelerated heart rate, weak at knees sensation, and feeling that your heart might explode with passion have noticeably decreased. I recently detected this happening in my own relationship, but I've decided to treat it as a milestone, a positive marker for the point at which we genuinely started to work to make our relationship work. The moment our relationship developed from a clueless, hormone-loaded teenager to a fully grown, responsible adult. Scientifically speaking, it's supposed to be physically impossible to maintain that first intensity of feeling that is experienced at the beginning of the relationship, and I do agree that it's not sustainable permanently. If we spent our whole lives in that state, we would probably find we get very little else done, and almost certainly couldn't survive for the period of a lifetime before we died from an adrenaline overdose. However, there is a difference between a relationship maturing with two individuals growing comfortable with each other, and no longer making the effort to do things that make your partner's fingers tingle and heart swell. Here are a few simple ways to keep that flash of young love in your relationship. Number one, don't stop listening. There is a point at the start of a relationship where you hang on to every word they say. You just can't get enough. You're desperate to understand their thoughts, feelings, and opinions on even the most mundane things. Each bit of extra information unravels more of this new person that you're treating like a gift to yourself, giddy with the prospect of more to love and lust after. I'm not suggesting that you artificially reenact this experience if you don't feel like it all the time, but create time for listening. 
Make your partner aware of the times that you need to be by yourself or in your own head so that they know when it's a good time to have that long discussion and get your opinion. Create time to listen to them properly so that you can be attentive and present. If you need 30 minutes after work to yourself, that's fine. Maybe your listening time is over dinner or while you're doing the dishes or before you go to bed. Whatever it is, don't stop listening. Listening is one of the ways that we show others that we value them and that they are attractive and interesting to us. If we don't do this, it might send conflicting messages. Number two, a little surprise goes a long way. One of the first things to go in long-term relationships is the element of surprise. You get into a routine, and you no longer arbitrarily decide to take her away for a weekend or buy him a gift just because you felt like it. Perhaps you do still buy gifts, but it's an extra pair of socks when you are at the supermarket because you noticed all of his socks have holes rather than the cute or hilarious trinkets you used to buy at the start of your relationship. The bouquets of flowers and turning up at lunch breaks with a picnic basket are gone, and you're less willing to make a fool of yourself to make the other person laugh or smile. Put yourself in your partner's shoes for a few minutes, once a month, and ask yourself, what would be a lovely surprise for them? It doesn't have to be anything huge, just something considerate that would be appreciated. Although it sounds like an oxymoron, planning more surprises can initiate those weak-at-the-knees, passionate feelings that you felt in the earlier stage of your relationship. Plan the surprises that were more spontaneous before, and you may re-experience that love rush. You might even develop your ability to be spontaneously romantic again. Number three, do the things that don't matter to you, but matter to them. At the beginning of a relationship, it can seem easy enough to do the dishes straight away after a meal if it buys you brownie points and more affection. But it's harder to do when you're comfortable in the relationship. You don't really feel like it, and you can't understand what all the fuss is about. Maybe the phobia or habit that was cute and quirky a year ago now seems annoying and irritating when you always have to get rid of the spider or take the trash out. Perhaps you don't understand why your partner needs some downtime by themselves and wish they were more like you in wanting to share thoughts and feelings as soon as they get home. If it's something that doesn't make sense to you, but is important to them and would only take a little bit of time, do it. In a mature relationship, Passion can be shown by genuinely understanding and responding to your partner's needs. Not responding to these can send the message that you aren't interested in what's important to them, and it indirectly suggests you aren't interested in them. I've found these points really helpful in my relationship, so I hope they are to you. Having brought up the subject and talked about it with my partner, we are both now trying to surprise each other, listen more, and find ways to be romantic and affectionate towards each other. There are many more ways you can relight the spark in your relationship. I'm still finding more. Look at it as a lifelong adventure. The most important thing is to give it time in your own head and to prioritize your relationship so that you keep working on it regularly, like you would with any priority in your work life. Then, hopefully, you can grow old together but still maintain that flicker of passion in your hearts. You just listened to the post titled, How to Renew Your Relationship Instead of Getting Bored, by Raika with tinybuddha.com. And thank you very much to Raika for this one. So this article talks a lot about spontaneity and affection, um, but in long-term relationships, 
This spontaneity must always be balanced with intentional and consistent efforts. And that's something that we can't forget. Spontaneous acts of love, they are really thrilling, yet they may not fully address the deeper ongoing needs in a relationship. A sustainable approach blends these unpredictable gestures with deliberate, regular actions that affirm love and appreciation, like the constant listening that Rika mentioned, right? Spontaneity is seen as something that can be nice, but it doesn't ever replace consistency, consciously or subconsciously. And consistency obviously is key. So regularly scheduling date nights, actively listening, and participating in shared activities can create a really good foundation, ensuring that both partners feel continuously valued, which again is so important. Now it's challenging sometimes, so we turn to the thrill of spontaneity. And if we aren't careful, we can rely on spontaneity too much when that consistency is missing and we don't know how to reignite it. But understanding and responding to your partner's specific love language is really crucial here, as each person may need different expressions of love, such as quality time, you know, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, any of those. It's not just about the thrill of the unexpected, but also about nurturing a deep, and enduring connection through regular meaningful actions. But with that, we are going to wrap things up for today, everyone. Keep this all in mind. It's definitely an important article, needless to say. Contemplate it, apply it, and be sure to come back tomorrow to learn even more about how to make the most of your relationships. That's where your optimal life awaits.